Hello everyone and welcome to some more Know Your Wrestling! It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and I'm here to show long-time fans and non-fans why wrestling is so good. And as today is the last day of the month, guys, you know what that means? Wrestling of the month! And what Wrestling of the Month is, guys, it's where I do a quick summary review of a particular thing throughout the world of professional wrestling. This could be anything from a segment, moment, match, figurine, book, fighting style from a video game, comic book, and many, many more. And as long as there's a connection to the world of professional wrestling, anything is game. And so then, guys, for today's Wrestling of the Month, I'm going to be reviewing the amazing segment from Primetime Wrestling from the date of the 9th of September 1991. And this is Ric Flair's WWF debut. It's time, live and in living colour, the greatest world's heavyweight champion in the history of this great sport. And it's my pleasure to introduce... You got it. The real world's champion, Ric Flair. First of all, let me get to a guy by the name of Roddy Piper. Because, Piper, before I get wound up on Hogan, you and I got a little short bit of business to take care of. In my absence, the greatest mind in our sport brought my World Heavyweight Championship trophy out on national television. Not to be braggadocious, not to show off, but merely to let the world know that the real world's heavyweight champion was going to be coming to the WWF. Well, lo and behold, did you think it wasn't going to happen? Did you think the greatest mind in this sport would walk out here with $75,000 worth of pure gold and blow smoke? Well, if you did, you were wrong. So, Roddy Piper, when you took off those earphones and walked from behind that desk with your cute little skirt on, and walked over and spit on this and grabbed him. You put yourself in permanent retirement because now, Piper, <laughs> you got to wrestle the real world's heavyweight champion. And if you're honest with yourself, you know, Piper, you know, Piper, what the real deal is all about. What are you gonna do the first time you see Mr. Piper? What? Right across the face! I'm gonna hit you so hard, Piper, your skirt's gonna fall to your ankles. <laughs> and then what are you gonna do? Who are you gonna spit on laying on your back, Hot Rod? Now. Excuse me, Eric. I think you should mention about how many times, how many years you challenged Hulk Hogan. Well, Unanswered. Man. For 10 years, it's been two names, Hogan and Flair. Hogan, the WWF champion, Ric Flair, the world, the real world's heavyweight champion. Well, now... They don't know any better. They will. 
let's bring this down to something that Hogan will have to understand. You don't ignore this. My name's Ric Flair, and I'm going to burst that bubble, big man. And henceforth, big man, Hogan, wherever you walk, in any major airport, in any department store, in any hotel lobby, the question is going to be in your face from everyone. Can you beat Ric Flair? You're going to have to wrestle him, Hulk. I mean, Hulk, you're our hero. You're the man. And Hogan, that's when you're going to have to look inside. And you're going to have to say to yourself, well, well, am I? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm Ric Flair. And I'm the real world champion. I know. How about that, brain? I guess what I'm saying is, Hogan, put up. Now then guys, for me, I thought this debut was amazing. As a massive Ric Flair fan myself, and I'll tell you a really funny story actually, that when I went to see the WWF back in Brighton, back in the year 1991, I believe it was maybe no late November, late December time when Ric Flair was around and stuff, and everyone, whilst they were booing him and calling him you know what and all these other names, I was saying, don't boo Ric Flair, he's a nice man, he's a very, very nice man. So even at that age, I could appreciate a good heel and I liked him, you know. Being someone who's autistic, you kind of like different people and like things in different ways and stuff, it's quite funny. But I thought this um, segment in itself was fantastic. Uh, one of the things I liked about this segment a lot was just the set itself. I mean, the way that the wrestlers spoke on was literally like a podium which looked like a wrestling ring where you had the ropes around it and stuff. You had the crowd uh, behind, so it felt a lot like a typical um, like talk show. Because uh, even though the audience, you don't really see the audience in a lot of talk shows nowadays... But I like the way that this one was done because obviously with wrestling, the crowd is one of or if not the most important aspect of wrestling. And they wanted to make the crowd as important as the segment in itself too. I thought it was really, really clever and everything else. I mean, uh, to begin with, you had this amazing moment where you had Bobby Heenan holding the big gold belt. Because obviously at the time, Ric Flair left WCW because of how much of a twat and dickhead and up his own arse slash... Not a very good businessman, not a very good wrestling person in general, Jim Hurd was. And obviously at the time as well, the uh, world champion owned the championship belt. So he obviously owned the WCW Big Gold NWA Championship. And they had a bit of a big rivalry and a bit, and a bit of a lawsuit with the WCW over this. So then obviously um, after this event happened, there were future events and Ric Flair came out as a, as the real Welsh champion where they had to blur it out but actually when you when you see it properly it's the actually it's the um tag team championship belt which I thought was quite funny and stuff but one of the one of the things that stood out to me the most was, was the fact the big gold belt was there and everything else and you and then you had obviously Bobby Heenan bigging up Ric Flair saying you know he's the he's the real Welsh champion and, and everything else and bigging up the fact of who Ric Flair is and everything and when Ric Flair was coming out, he wanted the red carpet to be put out because he's this mega star, he's this over champion and everything else and stuff. And you have Ric Flair come out to his iconic theme tune, the, even though it's a bit different to what he had when he returned in 2001 and what he had in WCW, but it still had that uh, very sort of like feel of 
his theme tune. Um, and he came out in his amazing robe as he always does and gives this amazing promo. And in the promo, he obviously puts over Bobby Heenan because through Bobby Heenan, by, by calling him the smartest mind in professional wrestling, that he was able to come over to the WWF and with his championship belt and then to join the WWF in itself to then wrestle against Hulk Hogan to prove who is the real Welsh champion. Because even Bobby Heenan was saying to um, Rick, You've been challenging Hulk for the last 10 years and he's been um, like swinging you away. Would you say to that and stuff? And then obviously it puts over uh, Ric Flair wanting to wrestle against Hulk Hogan to prove who is the man. And it also as well has a great moment where it references Roddy Piper too. Because even though everyone really wanted to watch the Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan match, but through the amazing segment from the week before, which they reference where... Um, Roddy Piper attacked Bobby Heenan for having the big girl belt and putting over Ric Flair so much because at the time Roddy Piper was also a commentator before he came back into wrestling properly and stuff. Um, that it kind of brought up the whole point of Roddy Piper too, which I really like the fact of even though Ric Flair was going to have a feud of Hulk Hogan, he was also bringing up his feud that he's going to be starting up with, which was going to have a big match at Survivor Series at where they were both captains of a four versus four match. That it was really clever in the sense that Ric Flair put over both stars to be as equal to each other, which I found to be really, really cool. And it just shows just how good of a promo that Ric Flair is. That even though he is, in a sense, involved in two different uh, feuds, he's able to put over both men equally and both men in different ways to do with their personalities and stuff. And obviously Hulk Hogan, because he is the World Wrestling Federation champion, and Roddy Piper because of what happened the previous week to Bobby Heenan. And to build up that feud as well, to make Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair seem so important to the program, to the WWF. And I found this as well worked really, really well too, with the crowd booing, because obviously during the whole promo of when Ric Flair is bad-mouthing Hogan, you can hear a fan go, um, Hulk rules and stuff, which then you had Ric Flair respond to the fan and saying, like, he might rule to you, but not to me. And he ends the segment by obviously saying, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Woo! Or basically in those terms, because to him, even though to himself he is the real Welsh champion, uh, seen as the proper world champion, he needs to beat Hulk Hogan who is currently the World Wrestling Federation champion and the man Ric Flair has to beat. So my overall thoughts about this amazing segment, I would have to give it five stars. I mean, like I said, this segment's amazing. It puts over Ric Flair so well. I mean, even the build-up before he arrived in the WF was so good by, uh, by Bobby Heenan mentioning Ric Flair as being the real Welsh champion and bringing the championship in and showing off a championship to everyone and stuff. And then at SummerSlam, you had the um, locker room saying real Welsh champion and stuff about Ric Flair and everything else. And I just think for me, for a segment to put over a wrestler, to put over the fact that he's going to be putting these two big fuse against two of the biggest stars in the company being um, Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper. The fact that Bobby Heenan was able to put it over so well. The fact that Sean Mooney was a, great hand to kind of put into these different things about mentioning of Hulk Hogan and mention of Roddy Piper and stuff I thought was really, really uh, well done. The fact as well with the crowd too getting involved and 
bad-mouthing Flair and then you can see Flair telling the fans to shut up and speaking back to the fans and stuff. And also as well, the set in itself and just a just programme too. I mean, being primetime wrestling, it made it seem really, really special. It made him seem really, really big. And I think for a debut of a multiple-time world champion in a other organisation like WCW, the NWA, the fact that it is Ric Flair, the fact that they were able to put Ric Flair over in such a way that they did, I think for me is perfect and shows why when Vince McMahon and the WWF puts the rocket to you, pushes you to the moon, it can make you an even more bonafide star overnight and why the WWF will always be number one. And that, my friends, was my wrestling of the month on Ric Flair's WWF debut. Let me know, guys, in the comments below what your thoughts are of this amazing segment or even Ric Flair's return back in 2001. And also as well, guys, please don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to No Wrestling on all the different social medias, podcasting networks and YouTube too. This has been No Wrestling, guys. I've been your amazing host, as always, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, to be the man, you got to beat the man.